you're a small business owner who is looking for ways to grow your business on social media, or if you are someone who is organizing a nonprofit or a fundraiser as you look ahead to the new year, this will be a helpful episode for you. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. I am Molly Knuth, your host, and today is a really great episode. I guess I'm a little biased, but I always love those year-end recaps, whether it's like a year-end countdown of the best songs or if it's a year-end countdown like in People Magazine where it was like the most influential people of the year. I used to always buy that magazine because it was like, I just loved having things wrapped up in a bow where it's like a year-end synopsis signifying the end of one chapter and the beginning of a new one. And that's what we're going to kind of do here today. So my process today is to walk you through some of the tips of ending your year strong on social media marketing and the trends that I see emerging as we go into 2021. So if you're a small business owner who is looking for ways to grow your business on social media, or if you are someone who is organizing a nonprofit or a fundraiser as you look ahead to the new year, this will be a helpful episode for you. So make sure you're listening, grab a notebook and a pencil, share this with others because these are the tips and the trends you need to know if you are marketing on social media for your small business, small town, nonprofit. I can't wait to dive in. All right, as we say goodbye to 2020 and good riddance, there's a few things that we need to do as we look and reflect over what we've done in the past year as small businesses in our real life marketing and social media marketing. That way we can really set ourselves up for success as we go forward into the new year. We want to make sure we're maximizing our efforts, that we are getting efficient with our process, and that we are really spending the time engaged with our audience, not just focusing on the perfect post. So this is how we can kind of set ourselves up for success. Now, I say that with this little like disclaimer too. Obviously, this can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. So if you're somebody who's like still at the basic skill level of social media marketing, you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself to get all of these things just so. But this can be a good like reminder or even a way for you to kind of frame your efforts going forward if social media is going to be a focus of the next year. Kind of take this as how you want to set yourself up for the year so that next year at this time you can do these things. So we're going to go back and forth. We'll do one tip and one trend. We'll do a second tip and a second trend, third tip, third trend. So that's going to be kind of the framework of this episode. All right. Got your pencils ready? Let's go. Tip number one, as you are ending your year on social media, you have to audit your social feeds. This means you're going to reflect on everything you've done in the past year on all of the social platforms that your business is active on. 
So that means checking out your Facebook, what went well, how did you grow, how many posts did you have, how many videos did you have, which posts yielded the most engagement, which posts yielded the most website click-throughs. And you're going to do the same thing on Instagram, on YouTube, on Pinterest, any of the social platforms that your business is active on. Now, why do we do this? We want to make sure that what we're doing is connecting with our audience, right? So we want to make sure that if we're spending two hours a week to plan posts, that those two hours are beneficial to our business. And then on top of that, we want to make sure that the social media marketing we're utilizing is converting and helping our business grow and sell our products and services. Because we can have a viral post that gains 500 followers or 1,000 followers, or we can cross that milestone on Instagram and get to our 10,000 follower mark. But if we're just focused on adding followers and we're not focused on using social media strategically to move our businesses forward, then this is all kind of a moot point. Not a moo point like on Friends, a moot point. That's why I say we need to audit our feeds. So not just looking at follower count, though we are going to measure that as a data point, we want to make sure that what we're doing is getting us the results we want for our business. So how do I go about auditing this? So me personally, what I do is I go into my Facebook Insights. And when you're on that Insights tab up in the upper right corner, there's an option for you to download or export your data. So when I'm in that data export, what I do is export the data into quarterly chunks. So let's say on my Molly Knuth Media Facebook page, I'm going to export the data for quarter one of 2020, quarter two of 2020, quarter three of 2020, and then quarter four up to this date, 2020. And I'm going to look at a couple of things. I'm going to look at the number of posts I put out so I can see, was I being consistent about how many posts did I have? Did I get the reach I wanted? Did I get the engagement I wanted? Did I get the video views that I wanted? And then quarterly, I can also determine if I had X number of posts this quarter, and then I had X number dollars of sales this quarter, how does that line up? So in some cases, you may have where you did 10 posts per month, and you had like massive sales because those posts were super engaging. They helped people get educated about your product or service. You were really dialed into serving your audience and they saw the benefit or the value of working with you. And so that helped convert. In some instances, you may see that you had 50 posts in a month because you had a big event coming up and you were really driving home the information about that event. But then you didn't see a huge conversion for your business that month. So what we're doing is really looking at the data and then thinking critically about it and seeing how that applied to our business. In some ways, we may see growth for our business. In other ways, we may see that maybe our efforts didn't line up. So then as we look forward to 2021 and start making some plans and some goals and getting some things in place, we need to take all of that into account and determine where is social media working? Where is my time best spent in social media marketing? And maybe where is it not? Because one thing you might learn is if you are doing all your social media by yourself, but you're not getting the results you want, or it's taking you so much time, maybe it's time to outsource social media. That's a really great way to begin utilizing virtual assistants or independent contractors who specialize in this area, and they can maximize your efforts in a fraction of the time. 
Similarly, maybe you have a social media account manager, but you're still not seeing your results. So this can drive your conversation with that person and say, hey, this is what my ultimate goals are for 21. I want to know what are some specific strategies we can put in place so that we can reach these goals. And that'll really help you have a working relationship with your social media manager that aligns with where you want your business to be instead of just having somebody who's doing a certain number of posts per day. That's my big tip for Facebook. On Instagram, you can do the same thing. Um, Inside the Instagram app, you can get data for the past 30 days. But what I use is a third-party platform called Planoly. And on Planoly, you can customize the date ranges that you get data from. So I'll go into Planoly. I'll put in January 1st, 2020 to December 31st of 2020. And I'll be able to not only get all of my post numbers, reach, engagement, impressions, video views, et cetera, but it will also give me a side-by-side breakdown of how 2020 compared to the year prior in 2019. Planoly is super helpful for data and analytics. And I know there's people out there who do things like Google Analytics and they have all these dashboards that are beautiful and streamlined and in one place. I'm just not that sophisticated yet. So I use Planoly for that, but you can also do this for your YouTube views. You can do this for your website traffic, things like that. But actually taking the time to audit your accounts and see how your digital marketing is working for you is super important. And everybody who has a business or a nonprofit or they're just having goals on social media, you need to know where you are at this year in order to know where you're going in 2021. So make sure you take time in the next couple of weeks to sit down and audit your efforts from 2020. All right, trend number one. So as we look forward to 21, what is one thing that I think you guys all need to start utilizing if you haven't already? This may not come as a surprise, but the apps and platforms on social media that I think are going to just continue to blow up in 21 are TikTok, and Instagram. Now, I admit I was a slow adopter of TikTok. I thought it was just this dance app. It was for teenagers. I didn't need to be on it, right? And I'm still not super active on TikTok. I'm not the most coordinated person. You don't want to see my dance moves. But I do see the value of this platform. At the beginning of 2020, there were 40 million active users in the United States. By August of 2020, that's eight months, there were over 100 million active users. That is crazy growth. And what that tells me is that this is an untapped market for small businesses. You don't have to be doing the dance moves. You don't have to be tuning into the trending songs if you don't want to. But it is an opportunity for you to get on there and share value with followers. And the TikTok algorithm is so, so great right now. You can use things like hashtags, just like on Instagram. But because it is a relatively new market and because it is evolving, the algorithm is really tuned into people who are trying this out and getting your message out to the masses. So if you're a local business, you still can get on there and share if you're like a flower shop share about floral design and you could just create 30 to 60 second information about caring for your bouquets or choosing the right vase or how often you water or how do you build a bouquet from your garden that looks nice on your kitchen countertop. So it doesn't have to be highly advanced. It doesn't have to be overproduced. It just has to have some educational aspect. And what I do on TikTok is 
I not only watch for trends and current things that are showing up in the for you of my platform, but also I go out and seek out other people in my industry to see how they're using the platform and the information and ways that they're sharing educational content with their audience. So it's also a really cool way to get creative ideas. Now, we know that TikTok is really awesome, but Instagram has also tapped into the TikTok trend. And in the last two months, they added a new feature to Instagram called Reels. So Instagram has kind of notoriety around it because they find these trending parts of other apps that people are really dialed into, and they figure out ways to add it to their own Instagram platform. So see Instagram stories from a couple years ago, that's a take on Snapchat. Now we have Reels, which is a take on TikTok. So on Instagram, it's set up very similarly to TikTok, but with TikTok, you can have a 60-second video. With Instagram, you max out at 30 seconds. There's still a lot of really great benefits, even though you have half the amount of time. You can still share entertaining content. You can still share educational content. You can still use hashtags. You can still use trending songs to get more eyeballs on what you're doing. But the really awesome thing is that Instagram is super rewarding businesses and accounts that are trying out this Reels content format. So at the beginning of December, I had a little over 1,800 followers on my account. I made it a goal that I wanted to do Reels every day. Now, I haven't hit that. But in two weeks since December started, I've gained 100 followers, primarily because I'm using Reels to get exposure And then I'm following up those reels with super valuable content for my audience. And then I'm making sure I'm taking time to engage with the audience once they're there. So reels are a great exposure tool and a strategy if you already have an Instagram account that you want to grow quickly. So you're still going to use things like hashtags. You're still going to use things like um, your location feature. But reels is going to accelerate you in the algorithm and it'll maximize your social media efforts on Instagram. If you're not already using Reels and TikTok, you need to focus on one or the other of those going into 21 if you want to have a very successful year in social media marketing. All right, tip number two for your social media small business marketing. After you've audited your account, you've dug into your data, I want you to make some strategic plans based on that data that you found when we talked about tip number one. So if you saw a huge trend in engagement, when you shared pictures of yourself or pictures of your family or pictures of your business, I want you to put together a content plan that involves more of those kinds of posts. Similarly, if you see a really lower or decreased amount of engagement when you're doing things like sharing Canva graphics, maybe you need to weed out some of those Canva graphics from your content plan. Maybe you need to change up the style if you've been using this graphic template for an extended period of time. So we're going to see trends emerge from that tip number one when we're digging into the data and we're looking at the analytics. So then this second step in tip number two is how do we take the data that we've found and make strategic improvements in the coming year? So one thing you can do and some things that have um, helped me a lot when I've looked at this kind of data in the past is finding trends of what's working, what's not working. 
That way I know what my audience is responding to. I learn a little bit more about who my ideal customer is, or I learn that the people responding to my posts are maybe not my ideal customer and I need to shift my approach, shift the tone, shift the purpose of what I'm doing in order to get to that ideal market. So for example, on Facebook and on Instagram, my Molly Knuth Media account has two very different sets of followers. On Facebook, that's where I started my marketing first. And so there are a lot of family, friends, people who know me locally. And that's all really, really awesome. And whenever I share a picture out that has my face in it, or I share some part of like a community news event, I'm going to get tons of engagement on Facebook because the local followers, the community followers, the people who know me personally, they're over there on Facebook. If I took that same post about a local news event and I put it on Instagram, I may not get the same response from my Molly Canoes Media account. Even though I have the same ideal customer, even though I still have the same look or the same picture or the same text even, over on Instagram, I'd probably get a lower reach on that local news post because on Instagram, my audience is a lot broader. I have people from a wider radius. I have more followers over there and more people who come to me just for the social media news over on that platform. When I'm looking at 2021, I need to look at what's my audience like on each platform, and then I need to make a strategic plan for each of those. So if I wanted to share local news stories, I'm probably only going to put that out on Facebook. Maybe on those days, I'm going to hit a different component over on Instagram. Maybe I'm going to do a reel on Instagram that day. But knowing your audience helps you make these strategic decisions. So you're not wasting time. So you're not isolating your audience so that you're doing things that build them up and give them value. So by doing that step number one, that tip number one of digging into your data, step number two, tip number two, is making strategic plans so that your data informs your content and that your content provides value for your audience so that you are continuing that growth. All right, trend number two that I've found on social media I'm calling this the real reel, not to be confused with Instagram reels. We all know as social media users that what we see out there is only a fraction of what's happening in people's real lives, right? So the celebrities you follow or the marketing gurus or the business gurus, you're seeing pictures of them, you're seeing their tips, you're seeing their face show up in their videos, but that's only one side of their lives. We're not seeing all of it. We're seeing what they choose to share. And in 2020, amidst this global pandemic that we find ourselves in, we have really seen a decreased number of vacation photos of these like high glam, high luxury pictures. We see a decreased emphasis on these super curated, highly branded images and videos. What we saw emerge was a lot more of the real life back of the store behind the scenes, in the home, with the family kind of content. And people responded because that's what people are living right now. If we were to go out and share about this extravagant vacation we took or this like super expensive piece of jewelry we just bought, it may come across as tone deaf if our audience is in a small town and they're really concerned about just their business living on, right? So 
when we share not just the things that make us look cool and look successful, but when we share like the real things that are happening, it really connects us to our audience because they see that we are real people behind these screens. They are reminded that we are more than just this brand that we put out. We are small business owners too, just trying to make it, trying to get through this same time period where we're all experiencing challenges. So in 2021, especially the beginning of 21, I see this continuing. So what I would recommend to you is getting comfortable with sharing those candid photos. Don't worry about these pictures being perfect. Don't worry about needing to retouch them. I mean, you can really just get Lightroom mobile for free on your phone and download some presets and make the colors look better. But don't worry about needing to have the most up-to-date MacBook or AirPods or coolest car on the block, right? Just focus on what you really have and share that out. Similarly, I've found that if I talk about struggles in my business, that really resonates with my audience because they're small business owners too. So I can't only talk about successes without acknowledging that there's been some hurdles I've had to cross to get there. And when I talk about those struggles, not that I'm saying it in a way that's like, oh, feel sorry for me, but it's more like, hey, this is a challenge I've had, or this is a challenge I have right now. Does anybody have advice? People line up to help you through that. And I think in small towns, especially, we see that in our real life, where if we were to have a problem, our neighbors would come over and help us. We have to extend that onto social media. Social media is just an extension of the way we are as people. So if we are struggling, it's okay to put that out there and say, hey, I have this question, or hey, I need advice, or I need guidance on this. People will show up and help. Get comfortable with sharing the real side, the not perfect, the behind the counter views, if you will. Don't only feel like you can only share the branded photography. It's okay to take pictures with your iPhone and video with your iPhone and just put that out there. It's okay if you don't have all of the typos corrected in the caption of that post. It's okay to just put it out there. And people will respond to it and they will embrace you. I promise. All right. Tip number three for your year end social media marketing is repurpose your content. Kind of like I talked at the beginning of this episode, I love to do a rundown of how the year went. And this is the exact strategy that I use for all of my client accounts when we get to that week between Christmas and New Year's. So rather than trying to put out all new content, that is fresh and trying to capture people's attention. I know that this time at the end of the year is really busy for people. They're home with families. The kids are on school break. They have just like overindulged in Christmas. They're awaiting the New Year's holiday. And so that week can sometimes feel like a lost week. But what I do for social media is to give myself time so I can be present with my family And so that it's kind of like a joyful end of the year on all my social accounts is I just go back and I share all of the best posts from the year. So on all of my client accounts, what we do is go back in our insights, just like I talked about in tip number one, and we go through and we look specifically for those posts that were high performing. And from that whole year, we choose the five or six posts that were the best, that got the most engagement that people just couldn't get enough of. And I literally just copy and paste that into those days from December 26th through January 1st. For that whole week, my followers on each client account 
are just getting the best of the best from the year. So that's doing two things. It's making me and my team more efficient because we don't have to come up with new content. We're just using the content we've already made. And secondly, if it was engaging once, it's engaging again. So we're boosting our numbers as we end 2020 and move into 2021 because it's going to be all of those pictures and videos that give people like the warm fuzzies or it's relatable or it made them laugh. It's killing two birds with one stone. Pardon the pun. But you can do the same thing. Repurpose your content. Don't feel like you have to make things all over new. So go into Facebook, go into Planoly, find those five or six posts that were your best performers, highly engaging. You're going to copy those captions. You're going to use those same pictures and you're just going to schedule them out to post between December 26th and January 1st. Super easy, super effective. I promise you're going to fall in love with this strategy. All right, and here's the last thing. Trend number three as we go into 2021, consistency. If I've learned anything in 2020, it's that the more things change, the more things stay the same. Even though we've gone through this massive shifting year where we're running into different challenges at the turn of every calendar page, there are some things that just don't change on social media. And one of those things is showing up in real life too. Like if you are a consistent, dependable person, that's going to take you so far in life. You don't have to be the flashiest person, but if you are a dependable person, people recognize that and people trust you and they'll trust your business in that same sense too. So on social media, we don't have to have the viral videos every week. We don't have to have the next newest high production video. If we're showing up with value consistently, that is going to take us further than anything else. And whether consistent in your business looks like two posts per week or four posts per week, you have to determine what you can handle in your own business and in your own skill set. And then you just show up and commit to showing up at that rate. So if you're a business who's like, I only have time for two posts per week, that's okay. But make sure that each week you are doing those two posts. If you're a business who you feel like maybe you have a little bit more tech savvy, you feel a little more comfortable with creating social media content, and you're deciding, I'm going to do five posts per week, that's awesome. But commit to that five posts per week consistency. The algorithm on each social media platform, they have like certain expiration dates for each post, right? So like, The lifespan of a Facebook post is about 24 hours. The lifespan of an Instagram post is about 12 to 24 hours. The lifespan of a Pinterest pin is a lot longer than that. But whatever we do consistently, the algorithm is also going to kind of get tuned into. So if you're showing up using the platform actively five days a week, you are going to get rewarded for that in the algorithm. If you're somebody who's posting twice one week, 10 times the next week, you skip that third week and then you show up once the fourth week of the month. The algorithm doesn't know how to help you and doesn't know what to do. So it's going to like kind of diminish your returns. So you need to have some kind of consistent approach to your social media plan. And the more consistent you can be, not only is the algorithm going to tune into you, but the audience that you're looking for is going to tune into you too. They're going to see you. They're going to see you consistently and repeatedly. And the more they see you, the more you're going to be at the top of their mind. There's some study, I wish I had the data in front of me, but I think it's like people need to see your business or your brand seven times before they remember you. 
They need to see you another seven times before they decide to do business with you. So if you're showing up really inconsistently or even worse yet, if you're a business who is like only posting when you need hired help or like if you're a seasonal business and you're only showing up in the months that you're working or if you're only showing up when you're desperate for help, your audience is going to see that. And you need to be showing up in those times when you're not desperate and giving them value and giving them tips and education and entertainment. And then that creates a reciprocal relationship where you're both benefiting. And it's just like any relationship in real life. How many times have you heard me say that in this episode? Treat social media like real life, like you would a real business relationship with someone in your store that you're shaking hands across the counter. You're going to do that on social media too. You wouldn't expect people to come into your store once a year. And then if you're not behind the desk, what are they supposed to do? Like wait for you? Just like on social media, if you only show up when you feel like it, when it's convenient for you, your audience isn't going to know when your hours are. They aren't going to know when they can do business or when they can come in and purchase from you. So you need to be consistent. And even in those times where you are maybe thinking it's a slow season for you, those are even more important to show up and build relationships and use social media as a way for you to increase exposure, grow relationships that will, in the end, grow your business, not just your follower count. Okay, so there you have it. Those are my tips and my trends for 2021, ending the year strong on social media and planning for 2021. Now, if you have other tips that you utilize at your year end for social media or trends that you see emerging for 2021, let me know. I would love to hear what you see because I just like it makes me so excited when we can all connect and we can kind of compare notes and share thoughts. So you can find us at Small Minded Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts and I will get back to you. Next week, we have another exciting episode. So make sure you have downloaded or subscribed on iTunes and on Spotify so you get the most up-to-date episode from Small Minded Podcast and you're getting all of the updates. We love to have you here. We thank you for listening and we will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived being small-minded.